بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده My brothers and sisters, I, uh, two days ago or three days ago, I, I talked to you about the issue of truly appreciating what Rasulullah told us about this beautiful deen of ours. And I chose for that something which I remind myself, where in the hadith of Nabi Sallallahu he said that the value and the worth of two rakat of sunnah, salah, before Salatul Fajr uh, is more than this earth and all that it contains. More than this earth and all that it contains. Now, we have all heard this hadith and of course, alhamdulillah, we believe this. My question is not that. My question is, do we truly appreciate? Can we get a handle on what this means? I know it's difficult. I know it's difficult. It's probably impossible. But I want you to give it some thought. What is the meaning of this earth and all that it contains? To give you some perspective on this, I am also going to ask uh, Umair to uh, to put the link to this wonderful article in uh, History, which is the History Channel, uh, called History Stories. It's something that you should really subscribe to and uh, it's a source of great, uh, you know, very well researched and, and good knowledge. And this uh, article is called uh, The 14th Century African Emperor Remains the Richest Person in History. This 14th Century African Emperor remains the richest person in history. And the tagline is Forget today's tech billionaires. The wealth of Mansa Musa of Mali was too vast to be imagined or equaled. And that is written by a person called uh, Thad Morgan. Uh, so read the uh, read this whole article. The very simple, I mean, a couple of things which we which we know from this, which is that Musa Mansa was the uh, king of Mali, uh, the kingdom of Mali, and uh, it um, he had his wealth. Uh, was such that just a, a simple thing that he went on Hajj and on the way he uh, passed through Egypt and uh, in Cairo he met uh, uh, the uh, Sultan Malik al-Nasir uh, who uh, it's it's part of that story is not nice but you can you can read it may Allah protect us from ourselves uh, even Muslim kings are not immune to uh, displays of arrogance uh, but anyway so uh, he met Malikan Nasir in in uh, Cairo uh, and just in Egypt alone uh, Musa Mansa the amount of gold that he spent literally collapsed the value of gold in Egypt and the economy took a major hit and it took 12 years for that economy to recover. Now this is not because somebody attacked the economy, uh, it is not because of uh, sanctions, economic sanctions and so on, it's just because of the amount of wealth, the amount of, of uh, gold. And just I'm not talking money, I'm talking really gold. 
that uh, Musa Mansa spent in Egypt alone. Um, one of the, uh, the, the, the vastness of Musa's land and material holdings, University of uh, Michigan's Associate History Professor Rudolph Ware explained in the time, he said, imagine as much gold as you think a human being could possess. Um, it doesn't mean holding your pocket, possess, wherever, you know, warehouses, treasure houses or whatnot. Imagine as much gold as you think a human being could possess and double it. That's what all the accounts are trying to communicate about Musa Mansa. And he says, quite simply, this is the richest guy anyone has ever seen. I remember another uh, account of this I read, which uh, uh, compared the wealth of Musa Mansa to the wealth of another uh, great emperor. Uh, called um, Augustus Caesar, which we, of course we know, Augustus Caesar. Um, and they said, how does it compare with Augustus Caesar? Now, of course, all of these uh, these numbers and figures and so on are hypothetical because today we are looking at it from uh, our perspective and, you know, the, the value of the modern dollar and so on. Uh, so they, they think that Augustus Caesar had four point his wealth was uh, 4.3 trillion US dollars in today's money, 4.3 trillion, which alone makes him, makes Augustus Caesar uh, much wealthier than any of the tech millionaires that we have today, tech billionaires, 4.3 trillion. The wealth of Musa Mansa compared to Augustus Caesar, the historians have said, don't even try to imagine it because he was so way ahead that it is not even a comparison. That's how wealthy he was. Now, what is the hadith of Isa Salam? Did he say that praying two rakat of salah, salatul, uh, two rakat of sunnah before salatul fajr uh, is more than the wealth of Musa Mansa? He said praying two rakat of sunnah before salatul fajr is more, and remember he didn't, he didn't say how much more, is more then this world, this earth and everything it contains. Now I'm giving you the example of Musa Mansa because here is a man who was literally you know, legendary in terms of his wealth. Uh, nobody was wealthier than him before and from whatever we know from history, nobody was wealthier than him after him. But the fact remains, did he own everything on the face of the earth? Of course not. Of course not. Not by a long shot, right? Not by a long shot. What is the Prophet Sallallahu telling us? He is saying that if you just pray two rakat of Salah, of Salatul Fajr, of uh, Sunnah, of Salatul Fajr, that is more than owning everything on this, whatever this earth contains. And contains is not only on the surface of the earth. Whatever is on the surface of the earth, whatever is inside the earth. It's more than owning the contents of every gold and diamond mine it's where is more than owning every oil and gas reserve it's more than owning uh, every platinum mine it's more than owning including it is more than owning many things which have not yet been discovered but they are there they are there and you your two rakat of sunnah before salatul fajr is more than if you owned them Right. Um, 
Of course, it is also more than owning, you know, everything else on the surface of the earth. The point is, yes, yes, we heard the hadith. Yes, we believe it. Do we truly appreciate it? The sign of appreciation is to practice. If I truly believe what Rasulullah Wasallam said, then this belief of mine would be visible in the fact that I will pray two rakat of Salatul Fajr Sunnah before Salatul Fajr Fard every single day of my life, inshallah. And try and do that in the masjid because then you also get 27 times of the sawab for the Fard Salah. My brothers and sisters, everything boils down to in terms of practice. Everything boils down to practice. At the end of the day, it's not what we know, but what we do, which makes a difference. At the end of the day, it's not what we know, but what we do, which makes a difference. At the end of the day, remember when we stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will not be asked what happened, because Allah knows what happens. Allah will ask us, what did you do? And that's not because he doesn't know, he does that as well. But Allah is drawing our attention to the fact that whatever was happening around you, you had a chance, you had a choice. You could have chosen to do one or the other, or you could have chosen to do nothing. What did you choose to do? That is what we are going to be called to account for. What we chose to do, not what happened. So let us be remind ourselves and say, let me do what is right for myself and what is right for my akhirah. And what is right for my akhirah is what pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla. I remind myself and you, let us forget everybody in the world. Because in the beautiful words of um, Hassan al-Basri, which I have mentioned many times before, alhamdulillah, I'm saying it again. They asked him, they said, how is it that you are not bothered by anybody's opinion? You don't care about people's opinion. Is people like you, dislike you, doesn't doesn't change anything in your life. You're not bothered with that. <laughs> Sounds very strange today. In our world of social media, where people's opinions literally drives us. People's opinions is driving people to suicide. People's opinions makes us sad, glad, bad, mad. Right? We are like puppets in the hands and in the in, in, in the hands of people, right? People are our Puppet, they, they have the puppet strings and they make us dance to their tune. How utterly shameful is that? And you know the secret to that? Let me teach you the secret to that, which will relieve you. And do it right now. Hassan Basri Rahmatullahi says, What do I have to do with people? What do I have to do with people? He said, I was born alone. I will die alone. I will be put into my grave alone. I will be questioned alone. I will be resurrected alone. I will stand on the day of judgment alone and I will be called before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. He said, what do I have to do with people? And my question to you is, what do you have to do with people? What do I have to do with people? Let us focus only and only on pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I gave you one example of the importance of the two rakat of sunnah of Salatul Fajr. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla to be Pleased with you, never to be displeased. Was Allah Hala Nabi Karim Ali was a bit member of the girl.